Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Off the Cut episode 23, which is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day. Daiquiris, but I know up in Canada today, is better known as Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. All right. Now, correct me. We got it the second time worse. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was the cadence a little different on the second, like, playthrough there? I don't. It, it kind of sounded like it, but it was it was a Google Translate thing. Interesting. I wonder if it. Yeah, I wonder if it's like some AI thing where it's like a little different every time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is great podcast. Change by it up. Way. Yeah, we gotta change it up. <laughs> um, so, for those of you listening at home, the YouTube people already know this, but we actually had a false start there. We had to go yeah. back and do it again because uh, Eric hit stop recording by mistake after he played yeah. the, the recording. So so what happened is I, I tried to, you know, change it up, played the intro on my phone through Google Translate. And then in my head, I was trying to press like pause on my phone. But what I really did is I canceled my recording on my computer, <laughs> you know. Um, it happens. Now, did you write that all out in Spanish and then have Google translate it back to English for you? Oh, God. <laughs> I think I can change the language. You definitely can. That's uh, the whole point. Have you ever used... What, do you, what language do you want? Uh, oh, that's a great question. Give me Vietnamese. Viet- is that a language? Yeah. That's what people in Vietnam speak. <laughs> do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Here we go. Xin chào tất cả mọi người buổi tối và chào mừng các bạn đến với tập 23 đã bị cắt. Được trân trọng dành tặng những All right, that's enough of that. We just lost everyone yeah, yeah, who no, was potentially listening. going to listen to this. Um, you know what's really interesting about <laughs> Vietnam? I've actually been there a couple times. And so the French ran it for, you know, however many years, you know, colonializing them or <laughs> colonizing them or whatever. Um, but so it's you, you hear it and it sounds like, you know, any other Asian language to, you know, a couple round eyed uh-huh. white people like us. But when you go uh-huh. there, everything's in the English alphabet. So it's all phonetically spelled. So as like a Westerner, you can kind of like sound your way through, like ordering stuff off a menu and stuff, which is really nice. Really? Yeah. 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 It's all like English letters or you know, French letters, you know? <laughs> so, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, isn't that interesting? Wait, now I got to look at the Google Translate thing. Hi. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't see any letters that I don't there's, recognize. I mean, there's some accent yeah. pronunci- pronunciation marks on them. Because like, it's French, right? There's like all sorts of... Yeah. And the, so there's also there's all these little French remnant... Uh, left out, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I guess artifacts of the French people there. Like, they uh-huh. have delicious baguettes in Vietnam. Like, Ooh. you can get that... Have you ever had a banh mi sandwich? on me sandwich i don't think so it's like a sub but on a french baguette it's really oh it looks good oh they're really good they're really good if you ever see like a bond me restaurant give it a shot i take it back i have had one of these bad boys yeah yeah i got it there's a distillery that opened up down the street called high bank distillery and we got a 
uh, bond me mm-hmm. one time when the, the day they first opened. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're delicious. You get all. Didn't realize know. it was Vietnamese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, what's the other big Vietnamese meal? Oh, pho or pho. Oh just like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The soup like the it's cool. Like the uh, there's a bunch of restaurants here in Toronto that do it. You get like you basically get a soup container with like boiling hot soup in it, and then you get a bunch of slabs of raw meat, and you throw oh yeah, and you throw the raw meat into the soup, and it like kind of cooks it at the same time. It's delicious. It's really good. One of my buddies at the gym, um, he is Asian, and he he we always talk about like food and stuff because you know we're. No better topic than being at the gym yeah. talking about food, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. pizza, wings. <laughs> but yeah, he was telling me that there was this really good place. Uh, I guess he calls it hot pots. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's the same idea. Like you get broth and then you get oh, like all nice. the vegetables and like, um, you know, meat or whatever. Yeah. And like you put it in the boiling broth and then like cook it. But then you can also like take the broth out and like drink it based on how you've like flavored it with like your meats and vegetables and stuff. Yeah, it gets way better after you cooked a little bit of meat in it. Oh, I've never tried that. It's good. Um, man. You ever tried uh, Korean barbecue? Oh, have I ever? Have I it's ever? The, it's like the same idea, right? But yeah. you're grilling your own yes, food. Yeah, I love a Korean, especially an all you can eat Korean barbecue. Oh, so good. all you can eat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you make them regret it, too. <laughs> oh, you, I got to know about they'll that. just keep bringing you trays of meat. It's fantastic. I've never seen an all you can eat one here. But I the reason I love those kinds of restaurants for me, if I walk into a restaurant and I'm the minority, I am pumped oh, to be there. Exactly. Because it means you're in the right place. Yeah. I, I've, I once went to a Korean restaurant with three of my friends, also white guys, by the way. And we walked in and we were like, mm, too many white people here. Let's like, let's keep going. Let's go find yeah, another. Yeah, you're at the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we went to this like basement Korean barbecue restaurant mm-hmm. and it was just all Korean people. And we we're like, okay, yes, perfect. here we go. This is the, this is, this is going to be way better. And it was great. That's what we did when we walked into our first Korean barbecue place. We walked in and I was like, this is a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. Even the menu was in uh, Korean. Perfect. And they actually asked, I'm pretty sure they asked you what menu you wanted. Oh, nice. And they had two different menus. Yeah, that's another good sign. Yeah. Although I always wonder, you know, like, do they leave the good stuff off of the English menu? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one of my coworkers is from India, mm-hmm. and he always tells me that like if you go to like a really good Indian restaurant, there are specific things that they don't put on the menu. But if you ask for it, oh. the, sh- the chef is like, "This guy's from India. Yeah, he knows what's up, yeah. and like they'll make you something special." I actually had that with a Chinese friend of mine once. Uh, okay, so he he grew up in Hong Kong. So I guess I don't know if you consider that Chinese. Some people would, some people wouldn't. Anyways, grew up in Hong Kong, moved to Toronto. We went out to, for Chinese food dinner one night, and there was three or four of us. And my other friend was like, "Just let Jason order for you." Like he's gonna order things yeah. that are not on the menu that you've never yeah. had before. Like I was like, okay, yeah, Jason, t- take the reins. <laughs> are you a pretty adventurous eater, though? Yeah, I'm pretty adventurous, uh, especially like if I'm out at a restaurant or something. Like I'll throw whatever in front of me. If so, if a restaurant, oh yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, willing to sell it, I'll I'll go for it. Especially if you have somebody like like your friend Jason, who's just exactly. like, dude, trust me, exactly. this is good. Exactly. Like, he's not going to steer you wrong with something weird. Exactly. He's a good guy. Smart guy. So I trusted him. <laughs> um, so can we rewind for a second? Because uh, I believe the food, the food of the day was daiquiris. 
So I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. But that's definitely not a food. No, I would not consider that a food. Although you probably would get a pretty significant uh, amount of calories from your average daiquiri. Well, yeah, because it was just a boatload of sugar and <laughs> yeah. fruit. But didn't we have, a, wasn't whiskey one of the foods of the day one I time? I think it was. I think it was. I don't know how this makes the food of the day, if it's a beverage. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem right. <sighs> yeah, I, Dude, I don't think I've ever had an alcoholic daiquiri. Really? I, I, thought- I definitely like had them as like a kid growing up and I'll be like, oh, I'll have like a virgin daiquiri or whatever. Right. I don't think I've ever had one with alcohol. What's the difference between like a, a Slurpee and a virgin daiquiri? Oh God! I don't know. Slurpee versus Virgin Daiquiri. I don't know. Okay, okay, it, maybe, maybe it seems. So what? What makes a daiquiri a daiquiri? That's a better question. I thought, I thought daiquiri just meant Slurpee plus booze. Perhaps. <laughs> oh, why is it? I'm getting different language. Uh oh. What you got Google AD? Translate on still? I guess. <laughs> Okay, a daiquiri is a family of cocktails okay. whose main ingredients are rum, citrus juice, and sugar. Okay, okay, I didn't know it had to okay. be rum-based, but that kind of makes sense. Neither did I. Um, once was I was once in New Orleans and they had a drive-through daiquiri place. I was like, "How does this what? make sense?" <laughs> but I wait. It, is Louisiana like one of those weird states? Yeah, where like. You can drink and drive as long as, as long as you're not like some states. It's like you can drink and drive. If you're the passenger, you can be as obliterated as you want. Yes. And then there's some states that you can drink and drive as the driver, yes. but you have to have like an unbelievably low yeah. uh, blood alcohol content. Yeah, you can. Have, it seems like a horrible idea. I know it's it's crazy. Like you can have like two sips of your light beer. But it could be like open in the cup holder in your car and you're like, you're fine, which is, I don't know, kind of crazy. Yeah, I know that's not the case in Ohio. No, definitely not here in uh, Toronto, Ontario either. <laughs> but speaking of open containers. Ooh, ooh. Nice. What do you got there? That's a nice non-alcoholic watermelon ooh. seltzer, which actually that's... blends in perfectly with my cloudy oh, blue yeah, pink background. Yeah. yeah. For everybody on YouTube, you can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I have a cherry bubbly going right now. Oh, I almost got the cherry. There's actually a lime in the fridge, but I hadn't gotten it. Got, hadn't opened the pack yet. I would say lime is my least favorite flavor of the bubbly family. Well, we, I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, did we? we? Okay, yeah. I know we went through yeah. on the after show. This is a great pitch for the after show. We went to the bubbly website, and then we compared which ones are available in Canada and which <laughs> ones are available in the U.S. That was actually... The the after show that we gave for free, I think it was episode nineteen, You're right, or twenty You're or something. Right. I don't You're know, right. but one of the after shows we gave out for free. We were so like, people can listen. This is the content that is going to dr- bring in more people to the after show to the Patreon. Well, we didn't get any new patrons, but we do have our top tier patrons. Do you remember them, Zach? Test Scott Eastman, because okay, so I actually. Oh, Scott, a little bit of an apology because he mentioned me oh, in no. a story oh, no. on Instagram and I haven't, I, I've just, well, we were talking before the show, it's been like an incredibly busy week for me. I've been basically nonstop working uh, and I just haven't had a chance to open it. So Scott, if you're listening right now or watching, I'm I'm sorry. 
that's the bad thing about stories is like, you know, you and I have lives. Yeah. Sometimes like I'll go days without going on Instagram because yeah. I got things to do. Yeah. And also, and then I'll be like, somebody tagged into a story and I'm like, well, shit, I can't. Oh, damn it. There it is. I think you already swore earlier, so it's okay. We got, Did I? We got the explicit. Oh, no, you okay. swore when you're recording didn't work but i guess technically that wasn't in the podcast um shoot and the other thing is like sometimes i'll be on instagram like responding to comments responding to messages and it's like i've been doing it for like two hours and the girlfriend's oh, like God, can, dude. can you spend some time with me i'm like yeah okay i just gotta put the phone down i have my <laughs> not that it really matters much anymore <laughs> but i used to have my instagram set where after 15 minutes it would 15 minutes for the whole day. Oh. It would come up with a little thing that was like, you've yeah. reached your maximum allowable time. And then I just go, okay. Yeah. Smart. I'm on. Smart. And then that, it was a huge help for me. Yeah. yeah. I find like a lot of time, you know, like, you know, you post some stories during the day. You post some, you post in like a, a reel or a video or whatever. And I like to sit there and respond to comments if I have the time. But sometimes there's just, the volume is too great that I can just never get through it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I hate to admit it, but I'm going to be honest with you. Since I've had to move over to this other Instagram account. Yeah. You send me a message. I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah. I, I, I I'm not doing the whole con- I might jump in when I feel like it, but I'm not responding to every comment yeah. anymore. I just you go post a ghost on Instagram too. Pretty much, yeah. man. Yeah, it's like I'm just I'm over it after like what happened. I, I was like, you, man. It would be so demoralizing to have that happen, right? It's like why mm-hmm. would I invest an equal amount of time and energy just to know that it could be taken away so arbitrarily? Because it's happened once, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Anybody listening, if you have genuine stuff you want to talk about, send me a message. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respond to every message unless it's just you hitting a thumbs up on my story. That stuff drives me bananas <laughs> when they send you the message. Like, great. Oh. Tell me that somebody hit the thumbs up. Don't send me a damn message. Yeah. That says Tom sent you a thumbs up. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. But like, I don't want, I don't need the message, man. I usually just give a little like, move on. Like, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine. Is it? Is it? Intr- I'm gonna yeah, start doing that really to all is. your stories now. Then. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll block you. <laughs> I'll instantly block you. Um, and then uh, Corey. Oh man. Oh, I'm gonna say the name wrong. Corey Duvall. There he is. Is that right? Is that the correct? Oh, well, we think it's right. He hasn't corrected me since I've okay. I've said that. Perfect. I should have asked him when he came over to my shop a, like a month or two ago. Yeah. He and I'm sure he just felt bad. He didn't tell me in person. They sent it he email, sent me a message like a week or so later. He's like, "Hey, just so you know, you're mispronouncing my name." I was like, "Dude, <laughs> tell me in person." Yeah, yeah. Come on, Corey. You pay for this the slot. Like, we we're, we yeah. want to get your name right. We want to say it right. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you remember our last top tier patron? Oh, oh. Do we have? We got him last week. Oh no! Okay, hold on. Oh, a come here. on. It was somebody upgraded, didn't they? No. Oh, it was a brand, brand new. new one. It was the person who. Oh. His uh, daughter got into horseback riding. Yes, Mark. Right. Nope. Oh damn. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> do you give up? Yeah, help me out here. Help me out here. All right. Well, Wes Willard, I Wes appreciate Willard. you, but uh, apparently Zach doesn't. I'm sorry, Wes. You know, 
here's my excuse for not knowing is that Eric normally handles this part of the show. Yes. Um, yeah. I was trying to keep you on your toes. You tonight. really were. You really were. Uh, I feel bad, Wes. I apologize. I will make sure but, I I'm going to write it down right next to me so that I uh, I remember for next time. You should. Here, you know. But, uh, you know, for everybody else, if you want us want us to have that doesn't even make any sense. If you want us to mispronounce your name every single week and you want to get access to the after show and a bunch of other cool stuff, T-shirts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Go to patreon.com slash off the podcast. We'd love to have you join the team. Is that are we calling it a team? I think so. Team All right. team squad. Uh, uh oh, didn't somebody submit a good name for the, the Cox. <laughs> the Cox, C A U L K S, everybody. The Cox. Put your mind out of the gutter. There, okay. That was a that was a whole after show. I wrote Wes Willard, you wrote yourself a <laughs> yeah, note. I wrote a, I wrote a Wes Willard <laughs> note on my phone. Yeah. Right. Things went off the rails a couple weeks ago when we started talking about cocking guns. Yeah, I think got a little immature, but people <laughs> liked it. So <laughs> that was an after show uh, bit too. I think wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was. We talked for close to an hour about cock. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Eric, I have a question for you that mm-hmm, comes mm-hmm. from a patron. He actually sent oh. it to me directly, but I think I, I was talking oh, with him God. about it. Uh, so Jason Grissom, yes, recently lo- relaunched his YouTube channel with a new video. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, um, and he has two different versions of it. He's got two different versions of the video. Of the video, yes. One has okay. a uh, voiceover and music, and the mm. other version is purely just shop sounds. And he not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> not sponsored. Um, and he good was, podcast. Though. He was he wanted to get my take on potentially posting both of them and seeing which one worked better, which one got the better response. Uh, you want me to give you my take? Yeah, give me give me your take because I think he would he would find it valuable. Well, yeah. Well, to, this is not meant to be an insult. Um, your channel, just like my channel is small enough that it doesn't matter. Um, you can you can test you can test it out and see if you get traction on either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I would suggest is don't do like a one week test. That's not going to be you're not going to get enough data points. Right. Like you need to do this for like 6 months to a year of so and see which one does better. So you think for every video he makes for the rest of the year no god no (laughs) no just leave both Uh, videos up and see which one gets more more views however to make it fair you have to use the exact same thumbnail exact same title Mm -hmm. with maybe a penned like like no voiceover at the end yeah 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 or something like like that exact same tags yeah everything has to be exactly the same or you're not going to get a good read on which does better right so that's okay. That's an interesting way of handling it. Just post both for a long time and see how see how they do like long term. My thought was to actually make two channels. Have oh yeah yeah, yeah. have like you know like Jason Grissom like the main one and then like Jason Grissom two, where you like the the two is just like the shop sounds one because mm-hmm. my thinking was that if you're if you have subscribers, you're basically going to be splitting 
your subscribers yes. between two videos. And 100%. that's going to hurt your click through rate um, pretty, pretty immensely, right? Like basically you're guaranteeing that any video you post is going to get the, half the normal click through rate, essentially. 100%. And the other thing while you were talking, I was thinking of is something that I, it's going to be hard to hear, but it's something that you and I have both navigated towards. Mm -hmm. The answer is who cares? <laughs> you no, genuinely, yeah. you post what you want to post. If you're a guy thinking, oh man, the absolute last thing I ever want to do in my life is record a voiceover. Don't do a voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, I hate videos that only have sounds, but I've seen a couple of them pop off. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're never going to stick with it long term. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think and that, that's kind of the uh, what I my point of view that I gave to him was like, personally, I like videos with music and voiceover because I find they're more information dense. So absolutely. That's the type of video I make. But at the end of the day, like I, I don't know, make the video that you want to. Yeah. Who cares? Make the video that you want to make the one that is fun for you to watch afterwards and the one that's fun for you to make, too. Yeah. Yeah. So for me. The I predominantly consume YouTube when I'm eating breakfast or lunch. Yeah. Um. So I, I this is just me personally. I don't get a ton out of videos that don't have talking because if I look away for half a second mm -hmm. to like grab a bite of something, mm -hmm. I could have missed a super duper important step. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling me about it while I look away, yeah. I can follow that video a little bit totally, more totally yeah i get that uh i never even thought about that but it's very true i watch a lot of youtube videos that might as well just be podcasts like the the imagery sure. is almost secondary to sure to so a lot of the time like oh put my headphones in start a video put my phone down and like walk to the other room yeah 100 percent and i think like i'm trying to pull up one okay so one that i watch and we've had this discussion. You and I don't watch a ton of woodworkers. Mm. Like, I definitely watch some. But the the majority of the people who I do watch do things that I can't do or right. I'm not skilled enough. Yes. So I'm watching you to try to learn. Yes. So there's this one, and I apologize. I know he's, he's from, uh, I think he's from Japan. Mm -hmm. It's called Square Rule Furniture. Oh, not familiar. Um, he does not talk in any of his videos. Okay. And it's just very just like shop sounds and stuff of him doing stuff. But it's all like techniques and stuff that like I don't personally do. So like yeah. when I watch him, I'm like laser focused. Got it. It's it's like sitting down to almost like taking like a class. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't watch those casually. But what about if you were like, I think I would find that a little annoying personally. Like if you, okay, say like you see a thumbnail and you're like, oh, how did he do that connection? And then you start watching this video, I would be like scrubbing through it to try and find that, like the part where. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? And without a voiceover to like kind of navigate through it, it's like you could scrub to anywhere in the video and not really know if your part has happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think it's tough, but truly my, my, I think my go-to answer on that is do what you want to do, yeah. man. Yeah. I think that's good advice. Because. Because I remember I tried, I, there are things that I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but things I tried to do when I first started that were like painstaking to me. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, why did I even bother doing that? Yeah. Like, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. It was just a pain in the ass. That's actually a lot of the reason why I started doing the voiceovers was because it alleviated so much pressure when I was recording. I would like, I would say like, I would talk like, uh, okay, now we're going to assemble this computer inside this box or whatever. Sure. And then I'd be like, oh, I forgot this detail that I should have said. So I'd like go back to the camera, delete yeah. the take, start recording oh, again. No. And it made the recording process so painful. But now it's like, okay, if I forget something, I'll just add it in a voiceover afterwards. So it makes like the, the time I spend in the shop like a lot more fluid. I don't have to worry about like saying everything perfect. Uh, one of the no, I 100% feel the exact same way. And one of the things kind of related to that that I've noticed myself doing is I've stopped kind of viewing my videos and stuff as if everything needs to be just like 100% top tier, just yeah. absolutely perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like if I stumble over a word, dude, I'll just go with it. Yeah. Like it's fine. Yeah. And that has alleviated tons of stress. I need to start doing that more. A lot of the time, it's hard. Like if I flub a word, I'll be like, ah, yeah, and I'll like get it up in my head about it, and I won't be able to like finish the sentence. I'll be like, okay, just stop recording, start again. Um, but it's I, it does, it sucks a lot of the fun out of it if you have to like if you have to try and say something like five times. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is mm-hmm. this is a nightmare. I'm not having fun all of a sudden. So I think I need to adopt a little bit more of that that philosophy and just like just let it roll if you flub a word whatever like people know what you mean yeah yeah in the in the dining table project video i actually just i finished editing that how long are we 40 uh i think it's either 44 or 46 minutes oh man i'm gonna need to and that's even without like an ad read or anything in it i'm gonna need to watch it while i'm like eating dinner (laughs) one night or something like that a campfire. Yeah, I'll it's be, gonna like, be a long one. Sorry, Sophie, we can't watch The Sopranos tonight. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Eric's new video. It's like last episode of Stranger Things or Eric's dining room <laughs> yeah, table <exactly>. video. <laughs> but I, just, I had the reason I brought it up is because I had one where I was like, oh, okay, like I'm gonna you know wipe this down with mineral spirits and like what let it flash off but i just completely butchered mineral spirits oh oh and i was just like when i said i was like mineral spirit or like something just like totally just goofed it up and i just i was like whatever that's good enough yeah close and then like as soon as i cut to the voiceover i was like yeah and that's mineral spirits for anybody who like doesn't speak (laughs) gibberish or whatever (laughs) yeah it's like just lean into it yeah exactly yeah yeah i think that's great yeah uh, uh definitely need to what do we got? definitely need to do that more i also okay so i have a woodworking question for you if bef- oh do you do you have i'll hold on let me f- find a woodworker to ask okay okay yeah can you dial one no, up what's the question i'll dial one up i don't know anybody that does that okay say you had to cut a, seven a blind dado <laughs> into a piece of wood blind data so do you know what a blind okay. data is it's like where it's not like continuous the whole way through the piece of oh, like like a stop data yeah but i want it to be like stopped at both ends okay uh um, blind oh data i'm doing the google yeah do a google real quick um Half, so okay. blind data uh, it's almost like a mortise and tenon, effectively effectively but here's the kicker i want to do okay. it at like a 15 degree angle 
Uh, so uh -huh, how uh -huh. would you how would you cut that? Because I need to I'm I've, I have a concept for a build that I want to do in my head, and I would really like to incorporate that detail. But I'm stuck on how I would accomplish it. Oh, okay. Well, 15 degrees isn't too bad. No, it's not. I would make a 15 degree wedge. So you have your your piece of wood. It's flat, mm -hmm. like on a table or mm -hmm. whatever. You're gonna take a 15 degree wedge, and basically, uh, hot glue or super glue, yeah. double side tape yeah. or whatever. Yep. And then rest your router on that wedge. Oh, okay. And stick like a half inch, three quarter inch dado bit. Yep. In it and basically make a groove across it where your router base plate is running across that 15 degree wedge. Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay. Okay. I was thinking the, the one I came up with was basically to cut the dado flat and then cut and then basically do what you're saying and yeah. uh, put it on a, a, a sled at 15 degrees and then run it through the planer. And so, oh yeah, that'd work too. But I would have to cut the dado really deep and make the piece really thick, such that I could get like by the time I got it cut, it was still the correct depth. I I think I like your method a little bit better because it allowed me to like, if I need to adjust the depth of it, I can just recut with the uh, with the router yeah. again. I think yeah, I think I'll do that. Okay. And I think the the handheld like. You know, one horsepower trim router, rider. the trim router, since the base plate's a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. You're you're probably going to be able to get closer to exactly where you want it. Yeah. Whereas if you have like a full two and a half, three horsepower router, it's a lot bigger. So it might be more challenging to. For sure. It handle. is a little tricky to do plunge cuts with a uh, with a trim router. You have to do that like weird thing, almost like with a circular saw where you kind of like, yeah, like exactly, set it in there or whatever. Exactly. Okay. You're definitely going to want to take, well, first of all, practice it. Yeah. Just get like some two by 12s or something and just try, practice it a million times yeah. until you're like, yeah, this is easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Okay. I think that's yeah. what I'll do. Well, look at me answering <laughs> a woodworking question. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I like the first thing you're like blind data and I'm like, oh man, Let me I don't this. know what that is. <laughs> I only know because I was like, how do I describe what I want? And then I was like trying to like figure out. It. So oh yeah, yeah. I, I basically googled before the show <laughs> to to figure out the terminology. I get like questions all the time where somebody's like, "I'm looking to do a whatever, whatever, whatever." Any suggestions? And I'm like, "Dude, you are asking the wrong guy." Yeah, I yeah. have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Japanese chisel, dude? The only chisels that I have are from Harbor Freight. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, don't ask yeah. me. <laughs> But you have so many followers, you must be an expert. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, no. But uh, let's see. I got a question for you. Okay. This one comes, and again, then these questions are coming from our our, our patrons because yeah. our patrons get prior I, brain lapse priority access to questions. So Scott Eastman mm -hmm. at Eastie's Woodshop wants to know. I guess he doesn't want to know that he's he's making a statement and then he wants to know something afterwards. We recently bought our first home Ooh, and congrats. I get to set up a whole new shop in the garage. Well, I don't know what else you'd do with the garage. Yeah. I've heard rumor has it people put cars in their garage. I don't think so. Nobody that I've met. I don't know. <laughs> it must be a California like a West Coast thing. Yeah, probably. They have those big yeah. like 
you know, where the garage is like a separate building. Yeah. Yeah, the, maybe yeah. then you put a car in it. <laughs> I don't know if I don't I think it might be against the HOA to put a uh, car in the garage. Yeah. But anyway, how would you set up and lay out your new shop? Uh, okay. I mean, big question. Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to know without like seeing the space. But when I did mine, one of the things I thought about was workflow, like yeah. material storage at the front of the shop, like closest to the entrance, right? So when you're unloading material, you just put it right into your material storage rack. Um, I did table saw close to the door as well, because again, like I figure you're going to want to break down big sheets uh, before yeah. you can like comfortably navigate them through the rest of the shop. Uh, I'm trying to think. Valid. I did a lot of tool storage. I mean, again, a lot of this is uh, for me specifically, but I did a lot of tool storage right by the entrance too because I'm constantly taking tools to job sites. So again, it's mm -hmm. that like unloading, loading yes. thing. Uh, I'm trying to think like what else? Like big wall for like a miter saw station. No, you don't need a miter saw. <laughs> you need two miter saws. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> if, if, you don't, if you do get one, don't get that piece of junk rigid yeah the new yeah. spider arm thing it sucks but anyway yeah keep going uh, I'm uh yeah i don't know like outside of that it's like kind of depends on the space right like i i think like bring the piece of wood into the shop what would what is the thing you're likely to do first okay, yeah okay put that closest to where you store your material what's the thing you're least likely to do Okay, put that all the way at the back of the shop where yeah. you're going to go the least. The, and, you know, kind of, and then fill in between. <laughs> yeah. And then I also think it depends, like, what kind of woodworker you are. Like, yeah. if if you're an inferior person and all you use is a miter saw. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. Um, make sure that your miter saw is, in a, is the star of your shop, yeah. right? Yeah. Put it in a spot that's, one, super easy for you to get to. But also, like, it lets you put a bunch of boards on both sides of it so you don't have to constantly rearrange stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. We're like, for you and I, we're big table saw people, right? So your table saw is in a spot where you never have to move anything. You're just like, boom, I'm using my table saw. Yeah, exactly. It's set up. I have an outfeed table. Nothing is in the way. And I'm the same way. I have set mine perfectly up in my shop. Like the reason it is right where it is is because it's against the wall and I can rip eight feet both yes. front and back of my saw. Mm -hmm. I Ideally, I would love to move my saw several feet back closer to that back wall, but then I don't have the ability to rip eight feet. And you lose capacity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. And I don't want to move it. <laughs> and yeah, like, uh, like. My planer, my joints, or my drum sander, those are tools I only use occasionally, so I keep them. Wheels. Wheels, yeah. I put them, like, away, tucked away in the corner of the shop. And then same thing with my welding table. Like, I only occasionally use that, so the welding table and the welder, that gets tucked away in another corner. But the, the mm -hmm. miter saw, I use quite a bit, as much as it disgusts you. Um, <laughs> so that's out in the open. And, yeah, same thing with all the tools that I use frequently. Well, it's the same thing with my shop. Like the only thing that's in a permanent location is the table saw, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I have the I have the workbench, yeah. but then on the back where I have the sand that just absolute garbage, orange spindle sander thing. That thing sucks. <laughs> I honestly need to get rid of it. But I've got that and the jointer or the 
in the planer mm-hmm. on the flip top thingy, but that's on wheels, so it's constantly pushed up against the back yeah. wall because like I don't use it yeah. super often. Like I need it, but I don't use it super often. Tools on wheels are gonna be your friend no matter what the size of your shop. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, even if I had the size of your shop times two, yeah. I would still have tons of wheels oh, things course. on wheels. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. I would much rather have an extra workbench or just like space for me to move than like have like a bandsaw permanently in the middle of the floor. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh like even what I was I made a uh a hammock frame and that thing was like eleven feet long or something crazy like yeah, that. Sure. And so I like I just took all the tables, like I pushed them out of the way, and then I had this like big open space on the floor and that's yeah. where I assembled it, right? And you couldn't do Absolutely. that if I you know, if I had made those tables stationary, it just wouldn't have worked. So no. you never know what you're going to want to build. You're never going to know how much space you need. So wheels are definitely your friend. So let's, uh, well, I think we both agree on that. Yeah. Let's talk practical steps. Okay. What he can do. Okay. Uh, like how so? Like, so my first thing is I'm thinking if you don't know SketchUp, oh, that's okay. okay. It's yeah. super easy. Um, let's let's hypothetically say Scott does know SketchUp, mm-hmm. right? I would make a super 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 rough, be like, oh, my garage is you know twenty two feet by twenty six feet. Yep. I don't know how big it is. Yep. Let's hope that let's way you can nice visually. Size. That's a big that dude. That's huge. I know that's great. <laughs> um, I would make just like rough, you know, basically like rectangle of how big my garage is, and then get really rough. Oh, my table saw is roughly four feet by two, three feet. I don't know. Yeah. And then you can just kind of move these little mm-hmm. little squares mm-hmm. around and see like kind of what the best layout is. Yep. If you don't have SketchUp, do the same thing, but get like graph paper. I was gonna say that exactly that. <laughs> and just like, and it seems silly, but like no, it's worth you it. can you can move all the stuff around without having to move hundred multiple hundred pound machines exactly exactly like you know say your table saw is two feet by three feet or whatever it is cut out like a little two by three thing of graph paper and just move it around on the page yeah you'll you will save so much time and your layout will be a million times better if you do that the other thing i would suggest is if you're moving into a new shop if and again scott i don't i don't know how how decked out you're gonna get this bad boy going but if you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm going to hard pipe all my dust collection to everything, I wouldn't do that right away. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. Good I call. would live in the shop for a little bit until you figure out like, oh, man, I thought my table saw would be great here. Yeah. Now I want to move it here. Yeah. That way you don't you don't have that whole expense. Try and keep things as flexible as you can for the first year. Like, don't get too married to anything in one particular location if you can, right? Yeah, because, yeah, you might want to you might want to move things around and ducting for like, especially again. Yeah, if you're doing hard pipe and stuff like that, I would I would hold off on that. Do some soft, flexible ducting for for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. Not a permanent solution. Or if you just want to buy like the cheap PVC ducting, like that's fine as a temporary solution. Even that stuff's pretty expensive, though. Like if you think about doing a big ducting run, I mean, a good length of PVC pipe. I think I don't know. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but it's not like that. What's that super high end, like metal stuff that like clamps together? Yeah, yeah, that's whatever that is. Isn't that's like several thousand dollars to do a small shop, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Huh. 
Well, do you got the PVC stuff or do you have the metal thing? I have the metal thing, but not like the high end metal thing. I just took mm-hmm. a bunch of ducting that you would use for like an HVAC system. And, oh, and okay. That. But the thing is, it's not the greatest because it's a relatively long run and there's it's it's just screwed together at the joints. So there's not good seals around the joint. So I do lose oh. a lot of suction across the entire run. Still works for most tools. So I haven't really I don't know. I haven't worried about it too much but i know it could be a lot better you know that you're not operating at 100 percent efficiency exactly exactly yeah 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 well i'm whatever you're doing is better than mine dude i've got like a 200 dollars amazon dust collector yeah hey now you have the festival one though right oh yeah no i've got like so i'm talking like a four inch dust collector port like a big big one that you hook up to like planer or like table saw yeah that's that's on the crappy amazon one but then all the small tools 100% 100% get that Festool oh, vacuum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was using that oh. today on a job site. I have one for the shop and one for job sites. And I was just like, even just cutting plywood on a job site, I was like, screw it. I'm going to hook up the dust collector. Yeah. It's, you know, less dust in the air, less mess to clean up at the end of the day. It's just, it's so nice. Speaking of tools, mm-hmm. we got a question. This is from Jordan. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say Garaki. Oh, okay. Garaki. I like that. Mm-hmm. I have a question that I would like to ask for the podcast. Well, Jordan, it's on the podcast, baby. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I know I got a brief answer from Eric, but I wanted to get a different perspective from someone who be, may be loyal to one brand. Mm-hmm. If there's anything about er- me not loyalty when it comes to tool brands i don't care what brand it is as long as it's not rigid um note i am an average guy handsome home diyer Mm -hmm. home renovation projects and don't build projects to sell okay here's the question sounds hot (laughs) that's what i'm thinking jordan if you're single let me know yeah we got we got a couple hundred listeners that would love to meet you um question here we go I have two Milwaukee batteries Mm -hmm. with one Milwaukee fuel drill. Mm -hmm. I also have, oh, here we go, two DeWalt batteries Mm -hmm. with a six and a quarter circular saw. Okay. Both of which were passed down to me. Should I one? Oh, oh, I press enter. Sorry. Should I choose one? Versus the other brand, or should I just buy whichever tool is cheapest between the tool brands? My advice, and I'm speaking as somebody who had a big mismatch of tools Mm -hmm. and then got rid of a lot of them and went with one brand, is I'm much happier now that I basically just have Mm -hmm. one battery brand in the shop with me. Yeah. Because there is always a battery charged and ready to go. Oh, so there's a couple tools that I have that have that are. So I have a Bosch oscillating multi-tool. Yeah. And I swear to God, every time I take it out to use it, the battery is dead and I only have one battery and one charger for it. So I had like, to. Here we go. I got a charger. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I need to make this cut, but I got to set the battery on the charger, leave it for like 15 minutes and then pop it in and then it's ready to go. Whereas when it's a DeWalt tool, I have like 80 DeWalt batteries at this point. I got big ones, I got small ones, I got everything in between, and I can just swap between tools so quickly. It's just, it's a much nicer way to be. 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I would say sell one of the two and use that money to build out the system for the other one. Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. So I am the person that has a mis, 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 mishmash. Yeah. I don't so know the word I'm looking for. It's a hard for. word to say. So I've got, I'm trying to think of all the batteries I have. I have, okay, I have the Milwaukee regular, whatever the hell volt it is. I have the Milwaukee little miniature batteries. 12, I think. Like, something like that. Yeah. I've got the Festool regular, we'll just call it 18 volt, whatever. Yeah. 16 volt, 20 volt, yeah. whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Well, I'll talk, call it Festool, 18 volt, the regular size. Ryobi, 18 volt, regular size. Rigid, 18 volt, regular size. The uh, Walt, 18 volt. And I think that's it. Oh, and Makita, 18 volt. Nice, nice. So you, got um, the, you got the gamut there. Yeah, I got them all. Yeah. So, but most of those tools were gifts or given to me by whatever mm-hmm. people. Um, honestly, when I first had Ryobi, dude, I really had no plans of upgrading. It wasn't until like I noticed some shortcomings and shortcomings of the tools, not the quality of the, t- well, some of them are the quality. Some of the Ryobi tools are fantastic, Yeah, yeah, definitely. but sometimes they just don't have all the features that mm-hmm. you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So like if you're in DeWald or Milwaukee, those batteries you'll be more than fine picking either of those brands that's they've got plenty of features yeah the thing that uh like once you're into one of the higher end brands from you're fine one of the families you're fine like you know whether it's milwaukee whether it's dewalt whether it's uh what what are some of the other ones makita makita like as long as you're in one of those kind of like professional grade i'm doing air quotes here but as long as you're in one of those grades the tools are all pretty much as good. Like I'm sure the Milwaukee yeah. Milwaukee is going to be better than DeWalt a lot of the time, but it's only going to be like 10% or tw- it's not sure. going to be like a night and day difference, right? Yeah. So uh, that's my perspective on it. I would just sell sell whichever one you want to you don't want to keep. Essentially, pick one, sell the other one, use the money to build out the system for the other one. I'll give you one kicker because I totally agree with you, mm-hmm. but I want to just for the sake of discussion yes. throw one in. Yes, please do. There's sometimes where some brands don't make one tool that another brand does. Yes, yes. And I would think about that when you're picking your system. Like, yes. you might be like, oh, this DeWalt circular saw is great and I love it, so I'm going to go DeWalt. But then... Maybe DeWalt doesn't have... I'm trying to think of a tool that I know that DeWalt doesn't have. DeWalt doesn't have a cordless glue gun. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Ryobi is the only one that has it. Oh, yeah, I think they are. I think they are. So, like, for me, do I keep all my Ryobi stuff so, like, I can have... Well, you know, I already have it. I can use the hot glue gun yeah. or, like, if I buy just some cheap, um, like, lawn tools, I can use my yeah. Ryobi batteries I have with that. You know, like, it, it's... It's tough. Yeah, I I would. Yeah. Think about which tools you're going to want in the future and pick your system. And you know what? There you are always going to have a couple oddball tools around the shop, right? Like it's it's almost inevitable that whatever brand you pick, there is going to be one or two two things where you have to go somewhere else to get it. But I would still focus most of your effort on one brand. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I mean, and the other thing is, don't be so bought into like, oh, this brand's the best. No. Who cares? No. Because like, if you go online and you defend a tool brand, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Just ask yourself: Would the tool brand ever go and defend? Look for people trolling me and defend me? No, they would no. never do that. So why would? Why are you doing the same thing for them? Yeah, I've, and so like, let's hypothetically say you were like, man, best tools, the best thing in the world. They're the only tools I'll ever buy. Yeah. You want a resip saw? <laughs> Good luck. They don't have yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You know, there's stuff you want a power cock gun. Yeah, we're not going down that rabbit hole. But they don't have one. Like, you're always gonna have yes. oddballs, and yeah, like, definitely. they don't care about you. Trust me. Yeah. I feel the same way about like car manufacturers. Or truck guys are the worst. Truck guys are like, oh, oh yeah. you should have bought a Ram. Oh, you should have bought a yeah. Ford. You should have bought a Chevy. It's like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> it's like. The F-150 is the only car I'll ever buy in my life. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, by the way, I uh, I saw F-150 Lightning the other day. Oh, you saw one out driving around? Yeah, so I think, because it looked weird. Yes. I think it was like the bottom of the barrel trim level. Okay. Because it looked super cheap. Okay, okay, interesting. Even the... Because it was not like the photos I had seen. Okay, interesting, interesting. I'll send you. I'll send you some photos. I I know what the the trim is called for the bottom of the barrel one. So I'll send you a photo, and you can tell me if that's what you saw. It had a blue lightning badge oh. on like the the back of the. Okay, truck well it was definitely a lightning then. Yeah. 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 Sweet. I was like, this looks so weird. I was like, this looks really cheap. Yeah, the bottom end one. It's interesting. Like I've seen press photos of it, and the press photos yeah. make everything look great. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious to see it in real life. I've seen the upper trims in like YouTube videos and stuff like that, and they look pretty good. So I'm curious to see. Well, now I want to go on the website. I think the I? I think the bottom trim is called the work truck. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Like it didn't even look like it had LED lights on it or anything. Yeah, they strip a lot of that cool stuff off. F-150 Lightning. Dude, car websites are the absolute worst. So bad. So Have bad. you ever noticed how difficult it is to just be like, okay, let's hypothetically say you wanted to buy a new truck. Yeah. And I'm just making specs up. It has to have a remote start. Mm-hmm. It has to have heated steering wheel. Good luck. You had, That's it. You had to like. Dude, re- you can't find that. No. You have to, it, it's, it's all buried in packages and you have to like see what the details of the packages are. And a lot of times they don't even tell you what's in a package. They'll just be like the executive package and they don't give a proper description of what's in it. Yeah. Yeah. So look, it's the Lightning Pro, I think. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Even that looks nicer than the one I had seen. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm also looking at yeah at a yeah you're right it's called the pro model. Which one did you get? Did you get the XLT? No, I got the Lariat one. Lariat, yeah. okay, yeah. See, the Lariat looks way more like modern and yeah. The uh, huh. the Lariat one has a like a big LED bar across the front and the back. Which yeah, I think looks pretty cool. And I think, but yeah, it was interesting. I think you need to do a. I think you need to get a lariat in order to get leather seats. Um, okay. And anybody who works in the trades, if you can afford it, get the leather seats because really, oh god, oh yeah. Because here's the thing: cloth seats. You get into your truck and you're gross and you're dusty. 
and all of that dust mm. just slowly works its way into the seat. And then, you know, you've owned the truck for a couple of years. You slap that seat and it's just a big plume of dust will come out of it. Whereas the leather, so you, you just have a little damp cloth, wipe it down. Good to go. Mm. See, I, what I do is I go over to my mom's house mm-hmm. and she's got one of like the carpet steam cleaners for the yeah. dogs. Yeah, that's So I'll nice. like, that is one huge perk of the cloth seats. Yes. Is yeah. that you can like steam clean your yes, seats. that's true. I've actually heard of people taking the seats out of their car and pressure washing them. Like the leather ones? No, 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 the cloth ones. Oh, the cloth ones. Yeah, and just like, okay. you know, nice hot sunny day, just like. Yeah, 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 it has to be hot. Yeah, pressure wash it and then just leave it to bake in the sun apparently it can make them look like brand new basically dude when i when i steam clean mine they look great yeah i steam cleaned the carpets in my trucks before i got one of these things that was like it has a little reservoir so when you're doing it you can see the dirty water getting sucked out the other side it's really satisfying to like play with the wand and you just see it sucking out all this brown water you're like oh yeah i'm really cleaning this thing right now really getting in there (laughs) yeah but yeah, so I've, you know, just been very casually looking like, oh, in the next, you know, several years or whatever, if I get a truck. Yeah. I'm like, do I really want leather? Like, is am I going to get jacked up or do I go cloth? Or? Dude, I have, I've, in my last three or four trucks, I've had leather seats in all of them. Okay. They've all, Ford doesn't mess around. I, I mean, all the truck companies don't really mess around because they know that people are going to use their vehicles for work. So it's not like super soft like fragile it's more durable yeah it's like leather. thick it's like you know i'm sure it's not actual leather it's you know like leatherette or whatever but it, yeah. it's thick it's durable you can beat the hell out of it and it'll be fine okay yeah. okay good to know yeah. i figured like they're not going to just slap leather on a truck that's going to fall apart in six months right? exactly exactly mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. my truck is i don't know uh four five years old five five or six years old a hundred thousand kilometers on it so it's pretty well worn the seats still look like basically brand new i had uh i guess the only car i had a long time that had leather seats was my 1994 volvo 850 sedan nice that oh baby was it super boxy oh was it oh love that car oh man i love that car but Dude, it had, I had that car until 2014 or 15. Okay. So, dude, it was yeah. like a solid 20 years old. Yeah. But the leather, like, yeah, it was real leather and, like, it was still held up pretty well. I had some cracks on it, but, like, it didn't split anywhere. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all you can ask for in a car that age, no. right? Oh, man. What I wouldn't give to get shamu back that's what he's called was it uh all all white with black uh black trim on it oh nice look like a whale was it um does it have a five-cylinder engine no oh damn sometimes the volvos you get five-cylinder engines i always thought that was so weird oh i don't think so 19 you mean you don't know for <laughs> volvo 850 yeah, Let's come on. See. What do we got it in that said five speed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is good podcast. Yeah, this is great material. podcast. 2.5 liters. Oh, that might be a that might be a five cylinder. I don't know. I can't see it anywhere. Oh, uh, 
I, it's not it's not coming up on the on the Wikipedia. So. Okay, hold on. Let me, I'll I'll do this. <laughs> Volvo 850 <laughs> engine. Nineteen ninety four Volvo 850. Okay. Uh, cylinders. Uh, ten yeah, ten valves T five yeah yeah. It was a turbo. Cool baby. Turbo five cylinder. Oh, I didn't have the turbo. You didn't have the turbo one. No, I wasn't that cool. Even still, I bet you the difference between the the high spec one and the low spec one was just adding the turbo or not having it. Yeah, both both trims. Even the diesel was a uh, five cylinder. Those crazy Swedes. <laughs> you know what I always found so interesting what? is that in Europe, like you can get almost any car in diesel. Yeah, yeah. I know it's, but you can't get that here. No, you can get like a couple Volkswagens. Uh, yeah, the, uh, some of the new trucks you can get diesels, but it's I, well, they're sure a truck. Yeah, but like like even the F one fifty and the Ram and stuff, it's only been like the last five years where you could get them as diesels. Yeah, yeah, you had to go up to like an F two fifty or F three fifty, like the full ton pickup trucks before you can start getting the diesels usually. Yeah, one of my buddies just got a GMC Sierra something or other, and then he was he was like, "I gotta get diesel." Yeah. I was like, "What the hell are you getting diesel?" <laughs> well, I guess I don't know. Usually, you get better gas mileage with diesel. But yeah, it was decent. But I think and I think maybe if you're towing, it's a little bit better too. But yeah, I, I don't know. Truck guys are also just weird like that. Like, there's a lot of dick measuring that goes on in the truck world. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, <laughs> if only you knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I don't know. We'll we'll, uh, we'll figure out that truck thing when we get to it several years down the line. Yeah, you got to look at the, the Ford Maverick. That's the little, they got the, like, the little tiny truck. I saw one. Of, Dude, have you seen him in person? I saw one in person today, actually. It looks like a minivan. Dude, it's crazy how small it is. So I saw one. It was, uh, there was a Ford Maverick in the left turn lane coming at me. Then there was a Ford Ranger next to it. And then mm. there was a, uh, like a GMC Sierra next to that so i got like the full spectrum and i was like oh my god it's actually really small compared to even the mid-size pickup truck it's tiny yeah but i mean like if you that was a perfectly kind of like weekend warrior yeah, truck totally it comes uh the base engine is a hybrid which i thought was kind of cool is it yeah yeah hybrid in a truck i know right it's crazy they make an f-150 with a uh with a hybrid engine now and i would have done that if i didn't get the all electric one that would be cool yeah i mean i mean how was the hybrid is it get decent gas mileage i mean i think it's still a truck at the end of the day but it's better than a normal so you're probably in the 30s maybe i do 25 probably 25s if i had to guess well okay well let me look it up (laughs) we have see that's the biggest bummer for me about like dude if i go to just about any other car after having the honda civic i'm gonna gonna be like Ah, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Damn it. I'm getting stats in the Canadian. Uh, oh, come on. We're going to Tw- be turning 24, into a... Po- 24 miles per gallon, according to okay. cars.com. Yeah. That's We're going to be turning into a car podcast pretty soon. Well, just wait till the after show, because I got something to talk about in the after show with Ooh, you. Car related. Do you got a, car related. Is it car? Is it, you got a good tease for, for the people? Yeah, I mean, I guess it, this is a this is a sponsor spot mm-hmm, that you gave mm-hmm. me advice on that I ended up Ooh, doing. Oh, we throwing know. somebody under the bus? No, 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 no. no. We're, we're, we're going to say good things, because it ended up happening. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, for anybody who doesn't know, typically in the after show is where uh, we, you know, we don't really hold anything back. No. If we got people to throw under the bus or, or things that we tell you, you we want you to avoid, that's where we talk yeah. about it. Yeah. If uh, Brands that you shouldn't talk to. If a brand has scorned us, then we will vent it out in, oh, yeah. in the after show. But this is, a, this is a positive one, at least so far. We'll see. <laughs> well, that's fantastic because we need some positives, Zach. That's we right. haven't had a lot of positives. That's right. Yeah, we got to recently. The, the world needs more positivity, right? Absolutely. Yeah. People don't want to hear negative. People hate drama. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if there's anything I've learned from social media, no one is ever negative and no one likes drama. Exactly. Everybody just likes it. calm, even keel. Like, yeah, no surprises, no nothing. No, not at all. <laughs> well, we just hit the hour mark. Well, I think it's time that you gas up the Civic and come on north. Oh, I do. I actually do need to put some gas in the Civic. She's running empty. I know. I know. Running low. Yeah. God. How, how, before we go, tell the people at home, how much does it cost to fill up the Civic? Uh, well, it's usually like nine or ten gallons. So it's like <laughs> it's like uh, it's like about four ish dollars a gallon. So maybe like 40 bucks. Oh, my God. And that's like to me, I'm like, yeah, I mean, forty dollars. I guess if you're uh, if you're used to that. I remember my mom used to have a car back in like the '90s, and it was like fifteen dollars to fill it up. Oh yeah, I remember when gas was under a dollar a gallon, yeah. which for you would have been like thirty cents a liter yeah. or something. Yeah. I the last time I filled up the truck, it, the gas price was pretty good. It was two hundred and twenty bucks. <sighs> Good God. And now you see why I wanted the electric one. <laughs> yeah. So how big is your tank? You got like 35-gallon tank? Uh, it, Yeah, let me do the math. I think probably closer so to 30. That's ah. like 75 liters or something? No, it's 110 liters or 115 liters is how so, big the tank is. I don't know what that was. Okay, so in, in a liter to a gallon is like roughly like a third or a quarter, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's 3.9. Oh, it's point. Two six, so okay, four. Yeah, so it's so divide by. So you're four. talking like probably like thirty-two gallons. Yeah, 35 something like gallons. That. Okay. Yeah, that seems about right then. Yeah. All right. Well, if you join, do join us in the after show. We're not going to talk about miles per gallon and and leatherette. Never say never. Well, we might. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do want to join us in the after show, so you can listen to more lovely banter and you can listen to Zach's voice, <laughs> you go to Patreon.com. The what? My nasally drone. The nasally drone, yeah. <laughs> you can go over to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast to listen to that nasally drone even more. <laughs> mm. Send us your reviews. Yes, please uh send us some reviews on iTunes. Uh hold on, let me actually while well, you keep talking, okay. let's see if we got any more reviews. We got tell, listen, read out. Tell a tell a friend, subscribe on YouTube, all those things to oh. uh to help. Oh, was that our yeah. was that our live stream? I, I accidentally up there? clicked on the podcast. <laughs> uh, no, the only good, re- the only funny review we have is the one that we talked about the other week about the gummy worms. Yes, yes. Okay, well, here I'll tell you what: if you can leave us a funny five star review, we will a hundred percent read it on air. You got it. Yeah, and I'm still making the challenge. If there's somebody who wants to sign up for Patreon. With a funny name? Yes. 100%. I'll say it. 100%. Dingleberry Jim. I'll say it. I don't care. Um, and send us questions. 
off the cut podcast at gmail.com is that it i think so i don't oh oh the other thing (laughs) most people probably aren't listening now but for the real people who are big podcast fans we just unlocked something new if you go scroll down to the bottom of the podcast description episode description thingy there is something where you can send us like voice recordings of you asking the uh, question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to do that. I want to do some uh, some voice questions on air. I think that'd be a lot. Yeah, of fun. yeah, yeah. I have no idea how it works. Yes, but we're going to figure it out. So please send us in your questions. Yes, it doesn't have to be woodworking. If you want to know our favorite kind of bread, yeah, we can talk about bread. Yeah, literally ask us anything and we will answer it as long as we have time. And if you've gotten what what episode twenty three episodes in. You very well know that we don't, you know, you know, strictly stick to woodworking. We're all over (laughs) the place. No, definitely not. That would make it too difficult. I think we talked about woodworking for like five minutes today when I asked you about blind dados, and that was about it. And that's probably not even the right terminology. No, it's probably not. I probably botched it pretty good. You're going to have some guy that wish he could leave comments on the podcast and be like, actually, it's called. Yeah. Well, hey, if you know a, a more correct term, also write in and say that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have a segment where people tell us that we're wrong or something. I don't know. Oh, you know what I wanted I to do? I went off the trails. Here, let me let me pitch this to you. We should okay. do a segment where we read mean comments that we've gotten on YouTube or or uh, Instagram. Oh. Because I've gotten some banger mean comments lately. You got some good ones? Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe share one in the after show. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. So for everybody else, we will be over at the after show. And if you don't want to join us, that's fine too. We will see you next week. And uh, I think I think that's all we got. You got anything for the people, Zach? No, no, that's it. I think we've covered it in this five-minute rambling outro. Yeah. Do you think anybody's going to listen? So we're at an hour and five. How many people do you think just cut it at an hour? No, everybody's listening all the way through. If you made it to an hour, you're going to an hour five. I hope so. Yeah. Push it to the limit. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'll gas up the Civic, and I'll meet you over at the after show, Zach. Sounds good, buddy. See you soon. See you guys. Peace.